Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Welcome, guys. It's a glorified tech demo. Ryan and I are just going to shoot the shit and see if we can make my audio sound good for the first time in the show's history. That would be a huge accomplishment. And I think today, no matter what, it's a further step to perfection. Uh, So, you know, even if it comes out bad, we tried. That's what counts. So, with nothing to really discuss, Ryan and I are not on the same vibe in terms of watching shit these days. We're just going to go through some of the headlines. Um, what are you watching? What am I watching? I'm watching uh, uh, a bunch of horror movies. Yeah, recently. no, sure. Yeah, no. I just recently watched The Woman King. I thought it was very good. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, box office. Woman King wows with 19 million opening. Pretty good. Yeah, decent. Uh, if you like movies like Gladiator or uh, Braveheart, it's that kind of movie, but with a new setting and cast of characters you wouldn't normally see. Uh, Viola Davis, insane range on her. Good movie all around. Like Viola Davis a lot. I'm just watching the Lord of the Rings series, and I'm watching House of the Dragon. And uh, this week, I'll probably be watching uh, The Great British Bake Off. Right. I watched the first episode of the Lord of the Rings TV show, and I found it to be uh, a little boring and a little hard to follow. So, all those people are in where Mordor's gonna be. <laughs> That's it. They're all there. Like, around there. But, you know, I... Yeah. I 100% understand that criticism of the show. I think they're doing as good as they can do while owning 50% of the IP. And, you know, you you didn't get past episode one, so you didn't get to Numenor, which is like the whole deal of the season mainly. So, but if you don't like it, you know, don't watch it. Here's some headlines, guys. Terrible news. Prayers up. For Kate Winslet, she was taken to a hospital after she fell while filming in Croatia. Yeah. 
I so this reminds me, what are the most famous onset injuries that made movies or television shows just have to stop? The most recent one I can recall is the uh young woman who is playing I don't know, T'Challa's younger sister uh got hurt while doing the next movie or show. I don't remember, but they had to stop filming for like three months because they can't keep going when the main character can't be on screen. Yes. And there was also a dust up this year when she was like tweeting anti-vaxxer shit and they were like, Oh Oh. no, now we have to get a new actress to play that character. Did they though? I feel like, did they actually, I guess they worked it out behind the scenes. Oh, she repented and her feelings on the subjects have changed. Good for her. I would say the most uh, horrible filming accident that comes to my mind would be uh, the accident which took place in the... Are you you about to say Twilight Zone? Yeah, the 1982 (laughs) Twilight Zone movie where Vic Morrow and two child actors were decapitated by helicopter blades while filming a Vietnam scene. Very sad and horrific. The crazy part about that is the way that director John Landis talked about it for years. He just talked about it in a way where he was like, it wasn't my fault that they're dead. And then someone would be like, John, listen, man, no matter what your feelings are on the subject, you should be a bit more empathetic towards the situation and the families. And he was like, but it's not my fault, though. So why? And they're like, okay, John, I don't know what to do with you anymore. Uh, You directed Thriller, and that's amazing. We love that for you. But still, three people got decapitated by a helicopter on a set that you were running. And he's like, yeah, but... And they're like, okay, I gotta go. Also insane that that shot is in the movie. Not Mm -hmm. like the whole thing, but like the helicopter coming down on them. And that they used that segment at all because it was an anthology. They could have been like, okay, Vic Morrow part of the movie did not work out. Of course, we're not going to release that. We'll shoot something instead and hopefully no one will die this time. It's insane that it came out at all. That's a a movie ender right there. Scrap the whole thing. I think we're done here, right? And then, of course, uh, most recently, Alec Baldwin blew away the the director of photography on his show. Yes, on a gun that had live rounds in it but he didn't know he was devastated by said murder right (laughs) or do no did she i don't know did she die she died and i mean i'm I'm assuming that i'm hoping that the scene called for him to like point the gun at the camera and shoot otherwise like what the hell is going on anyway also that show uh or rather that film he alec baldwin had just decided to like go with non-union crew and so the standards are probably lacking so like even though it's not his fault that there were bullets in the gun in a roundabout way he did kind of contribute to that situation aside from pulling the trigger obviously sure the uh yeah the cause of the bullet coming out of the gun was him pulling the trigger that will not be disputed what I find most interesting on the front page of The Hollywood Reporter, which is the conceit for this entire audio recording that you and I are doing, other than uh, taking a step in the right direction to fix your audio, is, well, it, there's a Daily Show clip discussing the Little Mermaid criticism, which we actually haven't talked about on this show, but also like the entirety of the zeitgeist at this point has talked about. 
it's pretty clear that like you or a group of people watched that trailer were like that's not how little mermaid's supposed to look and i'm mad and it's not because i'm racist and then the other side was like we think it is because is because we, we think it is because you're racist and then the other side being like no <laughs> no yes truly dumb babies upset about the least important thing of all time which is who they cast uh as ariel and and what her biographical information is like seriously if if you're mad about that like you must really have a, a nothing life going on like you also don't have to watch the movie like no, it's, it's not for babies be- you're, <laughs> if you're old enough to understand the controversy you're too old to care about the little mermaid i was talking with sam about it and she's like i'd like my nostalgia to stop being used uh, first off, stop making movies, live action movies from things for, that I love from my childhood. I'd like that to stop. Just a number one. But number two, she had the most based take on it, which was like, I would want to see the Little Mermaid look like the Little Mermaid did in the in the thing. I'd like it to be like that. And I'm like, you mean not black, Sam? You're fucking racist. <laughs> oh, just anyway. like a, a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Better. Oh, Make wait, another there, cartoon. There's already a cartoon. Wait. Listen, David That's, Diggs as Sebastian, I'm in, but Chad Chad's good line whenever they adapt, you know, an animated movie is just like, you know what this movie could really need? To be made into a movie. Right. Yeah. Why there was a marketing meeting at some point and they decided that if they made a live action Little Mermaid, it was going to make money. Right. They don't put a Whole Foods into a space that is empty and decrepit without thinking to themselves they're going to make money. They, There are like accountants who have taken toll of what's going to happen here. They believe it's going to make dollars. So they're going to make the movie nonetheless. And this controversy will only stand to help it. Right. I mean, at this point, don't worry, darling, that has more controversy that I have no idea what that movie's about. But I know everything about the uh, Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, etc. controversy of said movie, Harry Styles. I still don't know what the movie's about. Well, perhaps somewhat related to your headline, Ryan, is this one. Is The Rings of Power getting review bombed? Amazon suspends ratings. The Lord of the Rings TV series has only a 37% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, with some complaining about the show's diversity. Amazon halts reviews to prevent trolling. So, this is another extremely tiresome, meaningless controversy about the diversity casting in The Lord of the Rings, which again, only a very small number of, uh, like, absolute smooth-brained weirdos give a shit about. It's the same thing you said about Lord Corliss Valerion being white in the books and black in the show. The feeling that this hurts my brain and I don't like it is not a valid feeling anymore because you can watch anything else. Right. And and also... It, it it only matters if if the actor delivers a good performance and and if they do you should count your lucky stars cuz there's plenty of actors in House of Dragon who are not delivering such a great performance like the character that plays uh the rogue prince's mistress 
So I think sure. the guy playing Corliss Varian's doing uh, uh, a great job, and I'm glad that it's him and not somebody who would have fucked it up. And Rings of Power was getting review bombed, but at the same time, there were two camps. One that was purposely review bombing it, because review bombing is just a thing that happens now, which is a lot of fun. And then the other side was a group of people who just didn't like it, and so they were giving it bad reviews. That doesn't mean that it's the most watched Amazon show ever. And they continue to push it as hard as humanly possible. And I think it's getting better over time. Lord of the Rings is my favorite shit. And I'm going into it thinking, I want to like this. I don't want it to be bad, right? Like people who like Harry Potter on the third Fantastic Beasts and wherever wherever you might find them, while they're watching it, they're like, gosh, I sure do want this to be good. And it's not. It's not good anymore. Uh, But that's, you know, again, on a podcast built on opinions, on a world built on opinions, you're going to not like some things. And I just don't understand the next step of I'm going to actively complain about this publicly. Wait, is that this whole podcast? Fuck. Another thing we should talk about are the Emmy Awards because it was an amazing night for HBO uh, show White Lotus. And then also for, am I correct, Apple TV Plus, Ted Lasso was also had an amazing night. Yeah, I mean, HBO had a wonderful evening. Succession won Best Outstanding Drama Series. Uh, The people who loved Better Call Saul, uh, especially it being done now having its final season ozark the same thing a lot of people thought that squid game should win a lot of people thought that the first season of severance should win stranger things felt like it was kind of just thrown in there yellow jackets and underdog but there was a lot of people who loved that as well and then euphoria had one of the most visually astounding seasons of television i think ever put on television and was really really good So it was a stacked category that Succession wins. And that's who I would have chosen to win the category as well. I think it's the best show on TV. But I can understand uh, other people thinking other things. I personally am surprised it did not go to Better Call Saul or it did not go to Ozark since those things are done and they're much beloved. I personally was really gunning for Squid Game. I thought it would be very cool if a Korean show won that category, but I think Succession, yeah, is an easy pick. If the you only one on here that if it was chosen, I would be discomforted by Stranger is Things. Str- Stranger yeah. Things. What the fuck? Get on, get at, get that out of here. That season was okay. It was not as good as these other shows at all. No. And for Outstanding Comedy Series, yes, Ted Lasso. Obviously, Ted Lasso. The warm hug of a TV show that landed at the exact right time in the exact right place uh, keeps winning. What We Do in the Shadows, I love watching clips of that show on YouTube, but I've never really gotten into the actual show. I've never watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Everyone tells me it's very good. The new Hack season was wonderful. I've stopped watching Curb. I'm assuming it's still fine. Barry, I haven't watched the new season of, but it's getting amazing reviews. And Abbott Elementary was the show, like the comedy darling currently, that everyone thought was going to win if Ted Lasso didn't win. Oh, and by the way, the new season of Only Murders in the Building is really good. I really like that show. But 
Ted Lasso and Succession feel like the horse that was one to two, like the everyone thought was going to win anyway, and then they did, so they went, okay. The White Lotus went on to win a bunch of awards, Succession won a bunch of awards, and uh, Ozark the lead actor and from Squid Ted Lasso Game won, though. To win. And that's what I was going to say. Lee Jung-jae from Squid Game won Best Actor, and he did give a great performance, but I don't necessarily know that he was, like, the best. I honestly think they should have given it Best Drama, and this is almost like them kind of realizing, oh, yeah, this was absolutely the biggest show of the year. Even though the other ones were big, too, this was the cultural touchstone of this year, and it was the crowd pleaser, even if, you know, the critics had issues with it. I have issues with it. But it was still like it was the Game of Thrones of this year. I think it probably deserved best drama. Um, if you if you held the Emmys in February, right? It yeah. definitely would have gotten them. I honestly think like outstanding lead outstanding lead actor is like kind of a, a bumper prize. The White Lotus winning, I I liked a lot. I mean, it was going up against Inventing Anna, which I enjoyed, but it wasn't White Lotus. The Dropout and Dope Sick, both of which I haven't watched, but. Obviously, people say are good. And then Pam and Tommy, which I watched and I liked a lot. But The White Lotus was, I think, must-see TV. They just shot another season of White Lotus, an anthology series, this time in Italy. It stars Aubrey Plaza and Jennifer Coolidge coming back, being the only returning actor who is playing a part from the first season. And I think Mike White is going to be able to just make that show into perpetuity if he wants to. Yeah, you know what? You've talked me into it. I'm going to watch The White Lotus. I wasn't really thinking about it, but it won all these awards and you and Adam seem to love it. So I guess I'll give it a shot too. It's really fucking good. Like Murray Bartlett won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or TV Movie for The White Lotus. And thank God, he deserves it 100%. He is the breakout star of that first season of television. I think while he's on screen, it's the show at its best. I was psyched about that. I guess if there's any last thing to talk about, because uh, we didn't talk about it last week, um, disc golf, man. Yeah. We've both been playing it a lot. I played four rounds this weekend. I am beat the fuck up. I think it was almost 50 holes of disc golf in one weekend, uh, the most I've ever done. My uh, my hand is like uh, completely bruised. But yeah, no, this is like year two or three of, for me of playing. And I like it so much. Me too. It's a lot of fun and it's a great way to get exercise. I must say it is more fun. Ryan and I played together my first two games. If you've got a bunch of friends with you, now I'm playing alone where I am currently. Although, you know, I meet some friendly people while I'm out there. I am too old and too awkward to put myself out there and make friends with a rando. So I don't know. I'm going to see if I can find people to play with in the the current state that I'm in. What state is that? Mind your own business. Yeah. How dare you ask that uh, (laughs) that question? Yes, it's absolutely like all games. It's better in a social setting with your friends. Although I will say the first year that I started, I was getting out during the week by myself Uh, A lot, because I I was just really addicted to it. So I was playing once or twice a week by myself. It's nice to actually do that because while you're not keeping, you're keeping score, but you can just throw a shot multiple times. You can putt 
like every putt you do, take three shots because you got to just kind of learn how to do that. Learn how your body wants to do that and what works most often. And also, I mean, I was playing a course that I knew I was going to come back to with friends, which is really nice because learning a line, like learning which direction you should throw every shot based on how you can and possibly will throw in the future when you get better is really helpful because your friends are still going to try to find it out. And as they're finding it out, they're doing it in a live game, but you have practiced to back it up and been like, well, on hole nine, I shouldn't throw it straight into those trees. I hit one every time. Let's go around those trees. So go left and then right. And then they'll watch you do it and be like, oh, maybe we should do that next time. But you just, uh, you know, got a three and they got a five. So if you're me and desperate to win, then you can do something like that. But I can't wait to be able to go to the state that you currently live in yes. and uh, and play at the courses that that you have just to kind of get out of my comfort zone. I do hope you will come visit the mystery state that I'm living in where they have some lovely disc golf courses and we can play together. Oh, there is one last thing I should say because we have to wrap this up and because I watch Hot D at 9 o'clock on the dot. As do um, I. And that's yeah. 20 minutes from now when we are recording Sunday the 18th. And oh, I do want to say Ryan and I are going to record the second episode of Nothing Star Season 2 soon, right? Yeah, yeah. So why don't we do like a live – I want you to hear the two ideas I have for not just like voices but like all around character vibe. And you can go with the one you like better. Yeah, no, I like that. And I think this is a good time to say I'm going to have a much less looser schedule for season two of Nothing Star. I just I don't have it in me to get an episode like a 40 minute episode written and produced every two weeks this time. So I'm just going to kind of go with the flow on this second season, try to make it as good as humanly possible. And in saying that out loud and having that be like, my mantra is making me want to make the show even more because I'm not like completely uh, having a nervous breakdown about it. But yeah, the second episode, the first episode's out. Um, if you guys have listened to it, you know that Phineas has done some shady ass shit. He did uh, some shady shit at the end of the Battle of Nothing Star where he was supposed to kill one of the Dark Council, but instead shrunk her down, her being Lady Shay, his ex, and kind of just like put her in his pocket, which people saw. And to get rid of the evidence, he flicked a few of those people across the earth. But there are still some people who know that that happened. And then at the beginning of the second season, that storyline will come back when a independent personal investigator is brought into try to make sense of the situation, trying to basically nail Phineas in the lie that he is perpetrating. And James is going to play that PI in a, this is an idea we've been talking about for like close to a year, just because you came up with a funny name for this PI, which there's nothing better in narrative fiction than that's a funny name. That should be a whole thing. Well, I think my first conception of this character was going to be someone at a student at nothing star who had a rival podcast to uh jonesies and it when it, when it was going that way i conceptualized like a sort of millennial vocal fry prestige podcast voice mm -hmm. um it was gonna kind of like be like this and maybe you know like kind of deep and sort of a flat affect like 
you know, and then everything he said was going to be like he was doing an interview or conducting some kind of radio podcast drama, and he would speak to Jonesy in the second voice, even when he was speaking to him directly. <laughs> yeah, that's just who he is to his core. Uh, his entire definition of himself as a podcast host. I have no idea what that's like. And then, well, based on the ideas that you then most recently sent me, I was thinking, uh, like, if he's a PI, then like a tough guy 1950s voice. Basically like yours truly, Johnny Dollar, which is a reference no one listening to this would possibly get than me. But he is he's a insurance investigator actually from Connecticut and a radio <laughs> a character from a radio drama in the fifties. And you know Damn I like this. You you were a bum then and you're a bum now. Shay was a swell girl before you got her hooks at her. <laughs> yeah. I really like the the character's name is Albany or Albany. Uh, he's a tabaxi, which is just a bipedal rabbit. And uh, yours yeah. truly, Albert Bunny. Exactly, Albany for sure. Uh, yeah, I deeply love that. I think the the banter between you as Albany and uh, Adam as Phineas is is worth an entire episode. So it's going to be one. Yeah, I deeply adore that. What's the name? Do you have a name for the uh, first character? Well, he was going to be Al Bunny too. Oh, but, no. Um, Al Bunny is the second one, for yeah, sure. Okay, okay. That was the original idea. I, I like that better. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if there were going to be a rival podcast character, because my idea for that was to be like, he would have just like one of those really trite, uh, like, murder mystery of the week podcast. There's a billion of them. Not that there yeah. are a billion of, of our podcast, too, but. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, where it's just like. Today and much more we'll, listened we'll be talking to talking about the murder of a young dryad, like something like that. Um, yeah, basically doing serial the podcast, yeah. but for nothing. Sir. And like, and yeah, and he's always narrating. So like, you know, Jonesy would be like, would, would you stop? Like, would you just look at me and talk to me directly? And he'd be like, Jonesy's anger was palpable in the air. I could feel <laughs> it the way he was talking to me. Why are you talking that way? He has so many questions, but no answers. I'm looking you dead in your eyes. We are making eye contact, yet still you narrate. Wait, are you recording this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording everything. Content is king, baby. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you again, like, you agree to an interview, but then it's like, thank you for agreeing to be interviewed on my show. No, what? No, I, I, I agreed to interview you on my show. Well, both things can happen at the same time, Jonesy. You don't have to be so fickle. Something like that. Yeah. Well, that might be a separate character because I do like that idea as well. Uh, Albany, the PI, I think is a overarching season two character who's going to be around for more than one episode because uh, I don't like the idea of, of that storyline that storyline probably goes to the end of the second season or further, maybe who knows. And uh, having a foil to Phineas, having somebody who distrusts him completely to his face is something that I want to explore a bunch and having you play him is really neat. Yeah. I'm going to send you an audio clip of like the voice I'm doing, but um, it's old time radio shit. Anyway, that's, that's it for night guys. We're, it's going to be hot D in 10 minutes. 
Hot D, yes, we'll come back this week and discuss Hot D. I might get on the mic as well and do a Lord of the Rings episodes three and four uh, this week. And maybe one day we'll do Home Again. Who knows? Yeah, it's like if the police can locate Chad and he's alive, it's going to be great. Yeah, he walked into the woods a few weeks ago and we haven't heard from him since. So he said he just, he didn't want to talk to you anymore light a, light a candle for chad guys yeah and then blow that candle out and then actually form a search party run away chad never come back yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the place where black is the main character where we dive into something new like the latest season of them the scare and the award-winning american fiction or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend bob marley one love and add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture rated collection and enjoy old school greats and new school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com/slash Amazon Prime for details.